Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Happy Monday, everybody. What is going on? It's your boy, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday. March 29th. I hope everybody had a spectacular weekend. I uh, I had an enjoyable weekend. I did a lot of fun stuff. We celebrated my son's birthday on the beach. Really a beautiful beach day in LA. I had to watch the Sweet 16, the first game and a half on my phone. Did not love that. And um, by the way, quick word to the wise. Regression in the Sweet 16 hit me hard. My gosh, it, it hurt. I had a great first two rounds. Sweet 16, not kind to me. However, there is good news. I will give out a best bet on tonight's Elite Eight games at the end of the podcast. A quick word before we get to a couple big things that happened in the NBA. And, of course, it was an NFL uh, monster, a couple trades on Friday. I, I just need to quickly say this first. So, you guys know I mentioned I got the vaccine last week. I'm very excited. By the way, thank you to all the new listeners to the pod. Last week we had some pretty significant numbers. Uh, thank you to the new audience. Welcome aboard and hope you guys stick around. I'll say this. After you get the vaccine, you feel like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. And, you know, my brother came in town with his wife. 
uh, they have the they got vaccinated, and we went to a comedy show Friday night. I know we had a couple comedians on the podcast. Who doesn't love comedy? And they had a venue that was outdoors out in Hollywood. It was like sandwiched between two buildings, but I thought it was cool. Every comic like made fun of the setup because that's what they do. The two people now, Rob G. I don't know how much comedy you've seen live. I just got to give Bill Burr is friggin' tremendous. I guess he's going through like some cancel culture stuff. People are going after him, and he was just in rare form. I, I, maybe it was perfect form for Bill Burr. I don't know. I don't listen to his podcast. I've uh, I, I've heard him. I think Cowherd had him on once. And I may have heard him on a Joe Rogan podcast once, but I, I'm not that familiar with him. And Bill Burr was incredible. This dude is hilarious. He did some stuff that obviously not really politically correct, but I want to hear that stuff from my comedians. And the other person who I thought absolutely slayed was Eliza Schlesinger. A, I guess she's like in her 30s, you know, funny as hell. And she had some really good stuff. There was a couple other big names that I thought didn't really deliver. No disrespect. I'm a big fan of David Spade. Didn't think David Spade really brought it. And final word on comedy, this comedian named Jeff Ross, who is the king of roasts. You see him on these comedy specials, Comedy Central. He kills everyone. And it's the funniest stuff. They go viral. Jeff Ross stood up and did a couple minutes of comedy. I was like, that is, he's way better at roasts. I just, maybe he had an off night, whatever. But uh, it was a great night out. I hope everybody out there, once you guys get vaccinated, you feel like I'm ready to go out. I'll tell you this. I, I was talking to a buddy, season tickets on the Lakers. People who are going, who went to Laker games pre-pandemic are all like, yo, I'm vaccinated. I need to get to a game. <laughs> like Everybody's excited to get back to games. And frankly, right now, Let's start with the Lakers real quick before we get to other stuff. Andre Drummond is now a Los Angeles Laker. And I don't know how else to say this other than you could give Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge to the Nets. Andre Drummond is a bigger move than both those guys. Chiefly because Drummond is actually going to play basketball. Uh, Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge, I'm not sure how big of factors they're going to be. They have some other players out there uh, in Brooklyn on the front line, who I think are more valuable than those two, but we'll get to them in a minute. The Andre Drummond move is just enormous. First of all, he's going to start from the jump. Marcus Gasol got a Defensive Player of the Year award in the past. Real plus minus this season, among all centers, he ranks 45th of 83. He just He's not really moving well at this advanced age. Really good passer, high IQ guy. Marcus Gasol has not been very good for the Lakers this year. Enter Andre Drummond. And I know what you're going to say. Oh, he couldn't defend a chair. Come on, get out of here. Andre Drummond stinks. Andre Drummond, by the way, playing on an awful Cleveland team. 41st among centers in defensive real plus minus. So he hasn't been historically bad the way he usually is. I mean, Drummond really is not known for defense. However, currently, Dwight Howard is 63rd. JaVale McGee 64th. I got to say, I've been impressed with Andre Drummond this year. Now, if you think back to the bubble, we know Anthony Davis don't like to play the five. He just doesn't. He doesn't like to bang. He's a finesse guy. If you watched Evan Mobley of USC uh, during this incredible Trojans run through the postseason, Evan Mobley is has some Anthony Davis going on. Like, he's inside and he's rebounding. He he don't want to bang inside. He's a thin guy. He can step out. He can. He's a great passer. I like all that stuff from Anthony Davis. However, in the West, there are going to be instances where he's going to have to um, bang or we're going to have to put Drummond on the floor. 
And I think against DeAndre Ayton, I think uh, in moments against Rudy Gobert, and certainly Jokic, it, and listen, Drummond's not going to shut these guys down, but you need that big body. You have to be flexible. You have to be able to go big. I think Drummond is a great get for the Lakers. Uh, let me just remind folks, on an awful Cleveland team, this guy was putting up 17 and 15 a night. He basically goes out there, gets every rebound, dunks everything, and he's shooting, what is he, 60, uh, 60%? No, I'm sorry, he's not 60. Holy cow, he's down to 47% from the field this year. Okay, that's bad. <laughs> Andre Drummond needs to take better shots. Earlier in his career in Detroit, 60, 53, 52, 53, 55, better shooter. He's got it. He's not getting easy shots when you're on a bad Cleveland team. Guess who's going to get a lot better looks and his field goal percentage is going to go through the roof playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis? That would be Andre Drummond. So, Rob G, I, I, listen, I know you're obviously a massive Lakers fan. You're very excited for the move. I'm curious as to your thoughts on Andre Drummond to the Lakers. Uh, I think it'll be a good fit. I mean, it's, it gives them something that they don't have, which is a big guy who can, you know, kind of play above the rim a little bit, which is what they do not have at all in Marcus Gasol and, and Montrez Harrell. Um, it's interesting that with the Drummond move, though, we're going to get to LaMarcus Aldridge here in a minute, but I actually think that if the Lakers had signed Aldridge and the Nets have signed Drummond, that would have been better for each team. So I better think for that, the, whoa, 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 hold on. Andre Drummond would have been better on the Nets if the Lakers got LaMarcus Aldridge? No, I think that each team would have been better with the other guy's buyout mm. person that they bought, that they got. Uh, and that's just because, you know, with, with Andre Drummond, he's fine. He gives them something they don't, that they don't have, but when it's crunch time and it's in the playoffs and you're in the last five minutes of a tight game, he's not going to be on the court. And he's a guy, especially right now with the the injuries that the Lakers have, they don't necessarily need a big body down low. They need a guy who can score because they, they have problems scoring. If you saw last night and even uh, on Friday night against the, uh, the Cavs, I mean, it had, you know, Colin Sexton been available or had the uh, Orlando Magic not traded away their four best players, you know, the Lakers probably lose both of those games because they just can't score right now without AD and LeBron. So Yes, you're, you're over or you're under one and a half wins. Yeah, uh, I got, I got, yeah, I got yeah. screwed by the uh, trade deadline. But, but that's um, good for the Lakers. They needed those two wins badly yeah, to I'll stop the pay, bleeding. I'll happily pay the 20 bucks I owe Chris Roussard now. Yeah, I, um, I got to say, though, I'm not 100% certain that 35-year-old LaMarcus Aldridge would be on the floor final five minutes of the Lakers. Is he an upgrade? Can he defend on the wing? against, um, I don't know, a Kawhi-Paul-George pick-and-roll better than, say, um, the, the Morris twin? I, I don't know about that. I mean, Kuzma has had his moments. I know he's been a big knock defensively, but he had his moments in the bubble where he was trying really, really hard. I, I LaMarcus Aldridge is 35. I'm not, you know, I, I can see, I would, I would guess, fully healthy Lakers closing lineup is what? Schroeder, KCP, LeBron, AD, and then whoever's got the hot hand out of Kuzma or Morris, perhaps even an Alex Caruso gets a look. Uh, I don't know if Horton Tucker's there yet, but I, I don't see how Aldridge cracks that that five. Some. Well, neither one, Drummond or Aldridge, would crack the final five, I think, for either team that they go to. That's not the situation. The situation is the Lakers just need to tread water for the next couple of weeks while AD and LeBron are out, and they could have used LaMarcus Aldridge pick and pop skills a lot more than they could use a rebounding rim running center because right now they don't have anyone who can create for that rim running center that was the issue that he had in cleveland 
you know, you know, say what you want about the sexland backcourt. They're not known for their distribution skills. You know, like mm -hmm. that's not something that works out. And Dennis Schroeder is not a point guard in that sense of, of the of the the position. You know, he's more of a scoring guard. Kyle Kuzma never turned down a shot that was half open. You know, uh, Alex Caruso doing anything other than screening offensively is is a mission. You know, and, and so yeah. they, they what they needed was scoring temporarily. So that's why I think Aldridge would have been better fit for the Lakers. Hmm. Than Let me wrap up the Lakers portion of this with this. So they they get a couple days off before they face the Bucks on Wednesday. I I didn't hear anything. I don't know if you did, Rob, about uh, Anthony Davis and what his status is, but I'm assuming he ain't coming back this week. But they get the Bucks Wednesday, and then the longest road game of, road stretch of the season: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight road games. And it's Sacramento, then the paper clips, then they fly down to Florida for the to uh, Toronto uh, Raptors. And then they stay in Florida for the heat, then up north to Brooklyn, New York, then back down to Charlotte. And then when they come home, you're like, oh, they're finally home. Okay, they'll probably have LeBron back by then. Well, they sure as hell better because when they get home, it's Celtics, Jazz, Jazz. Okay, this stretch will determine whether or not the Lakers end up playing in that play-in uh, tournament to get into the uh, playoffs because, I, I'm sorry, play-in game. Rob, I got to be honest. I would not be shocked if they go one and six on this road trip and then have to come home. We'll see if LeBron's back by then. Boston, Utah, Utah, that ain't easy. Um, so I, that's where we are with the Lakers. Andre Drummond, obviously a nice help. Now let me quickly pour some cold water. Cold water on the Nets fans who are all geeked about adding Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. So Blake Griffin, hey, we know his history. Um once a legend, he's played three games with the Nets. 15 minutes, 19 minutes, 20 minutes. My question, how the hell is Blake Griffin going to play any minutes when Kevin Durant is back and they have LaMarcus Aldridge in the fold? I just, I'm sorry, I don't see it. Now let's get to uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, who, oh my gosh, it was funny. I forget what day this popped. It might have been Saturday or, uh, listen, it was a long weekend for us, Okay. I, as soon as the news popped, it was like, oh, look at all these former All-Stars. They've got 41 All-Star or whatever the number is. Like, folks, LaMarcus Aldridge is 35 years old. 35. He's jacking threes this year because, hey, you're old. You want to stick around in the league? I mean, that's what you do. And it's not like he's hitting them at a great clip, 36% with the Spurs this year. Um I, I don't really know what LaMarcus Aldridge can bring the Nets because when I look at that team, you know, we know Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are not letting DeAndre Jordan go to the bench. He's going to be their starting center because he's their friend and they got him there, okay? We know Joe Harris is starting. And I guess the other starter, well, that, would be, that would be Joe Harris is the fifth starter. So then the question is, well, who's the first guy off the bench? And I think there is a little Lakers thing going on here where it's like, well, some games for the Lakers, it's a Morris, the other a Caruso, maybe a Wes Matthews, maybe Montrezl Harrell. Like, you you just don't, it's, it's like a feel thing. And I think Nash, coach of the Nets, is going to go through the same thing. Well, you know, maybe we could really use Bruce Brown here, you know? Maybe, maybe that's the guy we need to inject out there. Or maybe we need another shooter. We'll go small. Let's get Landry Shamit out there. Or we're getting slaughtered inside. Let's go to Aldridge, maybe, at center. Or I don't see if it's being Blake Griffin. 
And frankly, I think Jeff Green is more valuable right now than Aldridge and Blake Griffin. And then they got this young kid, Nicholas Claxton, who's 21. And it's like, well, he's going to be more, he's the perfect rim runner for James Harden. Uh, that ain't Blake Griffin anymore, although he has two dunks this year. whoop de damn do I mean, Claxton, we know what he's giving you. Defense inside, some shot, some rim protection, and dunks. And he's not going to do anything else or try to do anything else. Jeff Green is playoff battle-tested. I, I can't remember the last big playoff series LaMarcus Aldridge uh, was a part of, but maybe Rob G can tell me. I mean, he was with Portland, with Damian Lillard. They won a little bit, and then he got to the Spurs, and they lost in the first round to... Uh, I think it was the Nuggets and Blake Griffin. All he does is get hurt in the playoffs. So, you know, I know Andre Drummond for the Lakers. He doesn't have any playoff experience outside of a couple first round washouts with Detroit. But overall, like people are uh, the bottom line is people are overhyping the hell out of these moves. The Brooklyn Nets made right, Rob, would you agree with that? Oh yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, what you said, it resonated with me in such a way that I feel like, I may have told you this before we started recording and you just regurgitated it from your own perspective. And that's fine because I feel like when we spoke before the pod started, I said, hey, I don't know if I like uh, Aldridge taking minutes from Nick Claxton. And then you're like, who's Nick Claxton? Well, we talked about Claxton. <laughs> we talked about Claxton on the pod last week because yeah. he popped in a couple games. And again, I'm in a fantasy league with my son and I'm looking at box scores every night. We're in contention. We're in third place. One night last week, I see this guy Brown from Oklahoma City put up like 19 points and 17 rebounds. I'm like, who the hell is that? It's this kid from UCLA, Moses Brown. So then he did it again, and we grabbed him. And I saw Claxton had a monster game recently. And I, yes, I know who he is. I did. I, I will be honest. I was taken aback by his picture, his NBA <laughs> profile pic. If you click on his, uh, you know, his game log and look at him. It's a jarring photo. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to get anybody angry at me for taking a shot at a young kid, Nick Claxton. But, um, yeah, he's a nice guy, Rob G. I-, I hope I wasn't trying to steal your thunder on Nick Claxton. No, it's okay. You wouldn't be the first talent I work with to use oh, my take God. on the air. But, no, but, <laughs> you know, with, with the Aldrich thing, you, you hit the nail right on the head. I don't understand the reason behind getting Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. Because they, at this point in their career, they do the exact same thing. They're they're stretch bigs, you know, stretch four, stretch five, whatever you want to call it. The problem with that is Jeff Green's already on the roster, and he's more consistent, at least this season, than both of those guys. So you have three guys who all do the same thing. What you don't have still is a defensive-minded big man who can switch out on the screens in the playoffs. The only guy on that roster who can do it is the aforementioned Nick Claxton. Yeah. And I, I understand him being 21, so maybe they want to play him in the postseason. 22 but, next month. What, what, you know, whatever. But the, 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 <laughs> He had 16 and 9 against Portland, and then the night before that he had 16 against Washington. Basically, he's dunking everything or laying everything in and hitting it like 63% of his shots, which is, listen, that's all you ask for. That's all you need when you've got three Hall of Famers in the starting lineup. Exactly. And, 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 you know, with the Nets, their big three, and I guess, you know, plus Joe Harris because you can't leave him open. They're so potent. It doesn't really matter some nights who that fifth guy is. The problem, though, is not every game is going to be 135 to 127, 128 to 117. There are going to be games where you're barely cracking 100 in the postseason. It's, you know, 105, 103. 
And in those situations, especially when you go in the Eastern Conference and you're going through Joel Embiid, who, who you're going to have to go through him to get to the, the finals. And if you get to the finals, you are most likely going to have to face Anthony Davis, assuming the Lakers are healthy. You need a defensive-minded big man to go against these guys. You can't have your only pitch be a fastball. You can't be all gas, no breaks. That was the same problem that the seven seconds or less Steve Nash sons had and the Mike D'Antoni Houston Rockets. They had one style of play, and that was it. You know, we're either going to beat you like this or we're not going to win at all. And the problem that the Nets have, and I'm not saying that I don't think they're going to be a very good team or they're not going to make it to the final because I do think that, but you can't win that way every single time. You can't always impose your will on the other team. You know, there's going to be times where it's going to be grinded out and you're going to have to get stops. There's going to be nights where, you know, for whatever reason, the three ball's not falling. You might have a, a Houston Rockets-esque 27 straight misses. <laughs> and you're going to need to de- to rely on stopping guys at the rim. You know, in, in a pick and roll situation, you're going to need your big man to, to hedge out or at least contain the, the pick and roll. And DeAndre Jordan's not doing that. Jeff Green's not doing that. Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, they're not doing that. So what exactly is your counter to that? And it seems like their counter is we're just going to outscore you. We we don't care about the other end of the floor. So that's yeah, why I'm surprised they, yeah. by that. They're punting on defense, which I think is an interesting theory. I will just say the offense has been so good this year that this could be the season the defense just does not matter. It doesn't. We're seeing it. Listen, not to uh, compare the NBA to the NCAA tournament, but in the NCAA tournament, we're seeing defense does not really matter. It just doesn't. None of the elite, de- uh, basically of the eight teams left, and we'll get to it later. Um, it the more, uh, not more better, better offensive efficient teams are alive than there are defensive efficient teams uh, of the final eight, and and it's it's just I guess it's a sign of the times. Like defense doesn't really matter because kids are playing so much basketball, so many kids can create. Um, it, it's just it's an offensive sport right now. Basketball is becoming that. It's the the three point or uh, the three point like um revolution, if you will, has been so dominant that offenses are just too good right now. Now, of course, I say that, you know, Loyola was a clunker over the weekend, and we'll get to college basketball in a minute. But I guess just to wrap up on the NBA, Rob, I I largely thought that, you know, the Lakers are going to be in trouble. I think everybody would agree with that until LeBron and AD come back. Everybody likes the Nuggets. Aaron Gordon made his debut. They got the victory. The Houston... uh, not Houston, Phoenix Suns are still surging. Utah Jazz are starting to get their groove back. And let me just close out with a quick note, okay? I don't. Do you remember Damon Jones, Rob? Of course. Former guard, Cleveland Cavs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he, I think he goes on TV now and whatever. So for whatever reason, he follows me on Twitter. So I saw, oh, former player, he's on TV. I'll follow him back. And he put out some tweet Saturday night that um, Ty Lue, is like, has to be the leader for coach of the year in the NBA. And <laughs> listen, normally I'm not get, I don't have time. I don't care to engage in this nonsense with people. But Ty Lu or his friend or whoever put this out, but he like retweeted and put it on my radar. And I was like, hold up, Ty Lu of the Clippers, coach of the year? You mean Ty Lu of the Clippers who are currently behind? Monty Williams' Phoenix Suns, and Quinn Snyder's Utah Jazz. That, Ty Lue, with two of the best 10 players in the league, largely the same team that was favored to win the championship last year? 
They have one of the best records in the league. That Ty Lue? He's in the mix for coach of the year? I don't know, Rob. I got sucked in. I'm sorry. I, you know, I know I got to, I shouldn't take the bait. And it wasn't directed at me. It was just like floating it or retweeting or whatever he did to make Ty Lue a thing. And I'm just here to say, Damon Jones followed up when I, when I just totally shit on that entire idea. Like, bro, what are you talking about? He's like, you have something against Ty Lue. When he was hired, you took shots at him. And, and I was like, oh, okay. So I then, and I, I, I shouldn't do this, right? But I think it was like Saturday night. I was laying in bed right before I finished watching the games. On, and I'm like, okay. So I looked it up. Ty Lue, he's, he's just fourth year coaching. First year, he took over for, uh, what's the guy's name? Dave, was it David Blatt? In Cleveland, Rob, do you remember? Yep, correct. Okay. David Blatt. And he wins the title with LeBron. And then second year, they get swept by the Warriors in the finals. The greatest dynasty in NBA history. Sorry, Celtics. Sorry, Jordans, Bulls. And then the next year, um, they lose again. But Kyrie was gone and whatever. Okay. Then LeBron leaves. So he gets fired as soon as the next season starts. So, Ty Lue then gets hired by the Clippers. How are we to judge... Ty Lue as an NBA coach, Rob. I'm not going to say anything to checker uh, your thoughts. I'm just going to ask, how are we supposed to judge Ty Lue as an NBA coach? Well, he'd have to win in the playoffs for me to judge him as an NBA coach. Well, he's already done that. He won a title with LeBron. Yeah, but, you know, I, I don't no, know. No, 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 I don't know. Tell was, me. Come on. Okay. He was not the reason why they won that championship. Oh, really? No. You're not giving Ty Lue credit for winning a chip? I'm going to give him credit for having one. You know, he has it. I'm not going to say he doesn't have it, but for him to get credit, like he okay. was the mastermind behind that team, that would be incorrect. So it Tyler, took a uh, yeah. LeBron Kyrie nuclear game six, I believe it was, where they each had 40 plus points, you know, for, for that Draymond to happen. suspension, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, it's, impo- it's impossible to judge Tyloo as a head coach given his time with LeBron. Okay. Now, the next job he gets, and I'm not hating on him. This is genius. It worked great work if you can get it. The next job he gets is with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And Kawhi Leonard is widely viewed as one of the five best players in the basketball. Like, how are we supposed to judge that? Okay? I think a guy, this is the blueprint. Eric Spolstra, right? Video coordinator. Didn't have the background that Ty Lue did playing in the league. And Spolstra wins with LeBron and the Heatles, Okay? So then it's like, okay, LeBron's gone. What do we got? And they were like, make the playoffs. I think they lost first round and didn't make the playoffs. And Okay, what does Spolstra have? He went to the finals last year. And I know people are going to say, oh, he's got Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. No, 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 no. What Spolstra did last year was incredible. I know he didn't win the title, but give that man some props. That, to me, Rob, is... I'm impressed. Frank Vogel in Indiana with Paul George had those Pacers, Roy Hibbert, Paul George, uh, David West, going toe-to-toe with LeBron. Now, they never took him down. Frank Vogel then goes to Orlando where, I mean, shit, if you win in Orlando, you might as well be one of the greatest coaches of all time, okay? He don't win in Orlando. He's fired. He goes to the Lakers. He's got LeBron wins. It's kind of tough to judge these coaches, is it not, Rob? Uh, I mean, there's certain guys you can tell that they're good coaches. That regardless of who they have out there, that they're okay, going to be one. successful. I think Eric Spolstra is a great coach. 
Oh, yeah, think, okay. Wait, wait, we just okay. Someone else besides Spolstra and anyone who's coached LeBron. How about that? I think that uh, Rick Let's Carlisle. Let's go. Is a good coach. How's okay? Carlisle is good. He did win a title. What with Dirk? Yes. Yeah, he is a good. Coach. I think Budenholzer is a very good coach. I think Nick Nurse is a great coach. Hold on, hold on. Budenholzer is a great regular season coach. That's fine. You got you got to get there first, and you know there's a lot of guys who can't quite get there sometimes. Doc Rivers. No. That was pretty quick. No, Doc Rivers has has uh, it benefited greatly from the rosters that okay. he's had. And we'll wrap up on this random tangent on coaches. Brad Stevens. His is more of a gray area. Oh, I can't believe you. And here, here's the reason why. Wow. He, if you have three Eastern Conference Finals in the last four years, one of them where his best player was Isaiah Thomas, who, by the way, is out the league and was a second round pick. I think the last guy taken in the second round. No, okay. that is that is factually correct. But with him, and, and this is to steal this from Chris Broussard, there's guys who can drive a Honda very, very well. Which with him, if he has. C level guys, D level guys, he can maximize the heck out of them. He gets them to all yep. buy in wherever. You give him the keys to a Ferrari, which is the upper echelon guys. You give him a Kyrie Irving. You give him a, a now stars, legitimate Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and for whatever reason, he can't work with those guys. He he doesn't get the most out of the stars, and that's something that he's the actually the antithesis of Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, you give him the stars, he knows how to work and mold the superstars and get the most out of them. You give him a bunch of bench warmers, he's going to be terrible. And Brad Stevens is the exact opposite of that. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. We won't go any further on coaches. All right, quickly. Rob, I, I, I just want to do something on the 49ers and this trade. Can, can we just do a quick NFL before we get to the Sweet 16 and stuff? Let's do it. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Friday afternoon, massive trade in the NFL. The Miami Dolphins pretty clearly saying, we are not going to get involved with this Sean Watson stuff. There's too much uncertainty. We're, we're out. And they decide to trade the third pick in the draft, which was supposed to be going to Houston in exchange for Watson in, in, in any scenario, because you don't give up a franchise quarterback without getting a bite at the apple. Okay. They trade three to San Francisco and the 49ers now have the third pick. And they say, although I do believe it's been all anonymous, like a 49ers source said, they say they're keeping Jimmy G. And this, um, I, I had my radio show Saturday, and I, in case you guys missed it, and, and it was a great discussion, and um, I would suggest checking it out. But this idea that Jimmy G automatically has got to get traded is not necessarily true. And initially, I thought the same. Like, oh, you got to trade Jimmy G. Get something in return. And Rob, I started to um, crunch some of the recent top 10 picks at quarterback, okay? And what kind of happened with them, okay? Whether they started instantly or not, okay? Going back to 20, I guess 16. Jared Goff, number one overall pick, did not start as a rookie. Jeff Fisher was a coach. He ended up coming in. He was atrocious. They, I think his record was 0-7. Second year, Gets McVay, kaboom, okay? Mitchell Trubisky did not start the season in Chicago. He was the number, was he two or three? Whatever he was, Rob. Trubisky didn't start. They had picked up Mike Glennon as a bridge quarterback, and then he was awful, and then Trubisky went in, okay? Patrick Mahomes, well, I should save Mahomes for the end, okay? Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Remember, Tyrod Taylor was a starter. Hugh Jackson was a coach. Baker, uh, let's wait. He was a, uh, we traded up for him. What, Baker? Oh, no. Yeah, Baker was the number one pick. And they didn't trade up for him. Baker was the number one pick, and he did not start. Justin Herbert. We forget this last year. Top 10 pick. Wasn't the starter to start the season. That was Tyrod Taylor again. And then, you know, the doctors screwed him up, and Herbert gets in, and the rest is history. One more. Tua Tungabailoa. Not the starter last year. Now, he's a little bit of a gray area given the injury that he had and the surgery. But uh, 
I don't know if he could have started. But the big one here, and it involves the 49ers, and this is why I think they may keep Jimmy G. Patrick Mahomes was drafted by the Chiefs. They traded up for him at 10. They had Alex Smith. They were a playoff team. Alex Smith gets them to the playoffs. They lose. Alex Smith, thank you. We're handing the keys to Patrick Mahomes. Boom. They take off. The 49ers went to the Super Bowl two years ago. Okay? Listen to this. The 49ers go to the Super Bowl two years ago. They backslide to 6-10 and because the entire team was injured. And now, you know, I know they lost their defensive coordinator. I think they lost four starters on defense. By the way, the Steelers lost, I think, six. We'll get to that later on this, this uh, offseason. The 49ers could keep Jimmy G, start him, make a playoff run. I mean, they could get to the playoffs. I don't know if they could win the Super Bowl with him this year or get to the Super Bowl. But if they draft Justin Fields, one thing to remember, he's just turned 22. Now, he did start for two seasons at Ohio State, and at Georgia, he was the backup. He got in. He got some run, some burn. So he is kind of experienced. If they go Trey Lance, the kid from North Dakota State, he only started one season. He is 20 years old. He'll be 20 years old when he's drafted. There's no way Kyle Shanahan and his complex offense would draft Trey Lance, trade Jimmy G, and start a 21-year-old by the time the season starts quarterback. That's just not happening. It's not happening. Now, the wild, so that, I, I almost wonder. I think Justin Fields is a guy. But the idea, if you keep Jimmy G, Trey Lance studies for a year, there's a lot of value there. Young kid. The other op- option, and you know, I'm not going to dive too much into it now, is this Mac Jones idea. I personally think that's total craziness. You don't trade up to three for Mac Jones. I, I he I, he probably would have been there when the 49ers were picking 12th. So I just wanted to go over this uh, initially, Jimmy G. He's done, but you look at recent history, and I know a lot of those teams stunk, but. You don't need to rush the quarterback. Yes, the value of the rookie quarterback contract is massive if your quarterback's ready. Right? We saw Sam Darnold go in. He wasn't ready. He had no choice. Jets stunk. The coach was horrible. Like, everything just... It was a comedy of errors for the Jets. I feel bad for Sam Darnold. But I can see a scenario where they draft uh, Justin Fields, trot out Jimmy G for one year, then they get rid of Jimmy G. They have a lot of cap room. Insert Justin Fields as a quarterback. You build up the team, and you can make a two, three-year run the way the Chiefs just did. Rob G., am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. And I don't. I know that there is at least one very specific NFL media member that kind of pushed back on you on social media. Oh, well, I might have missed it. No, I, you did see it because you responded on Twitter. Oh, oh, Mike Florio, Pro Football yeah. Talk. Yes, I, I didn't yes, know if you yes, wanted yes. to put his name out there. No, yeah. no, we're, we're friendly. I, okay. I should probably get him on here, yeah. And so I was surprised that he pushed back because to me it seems so obvious what they're doing. Like, you don't trade up that level of capital to draft Mac Jones. Yeah. I, I just, like, like, of the three guys who are going to be available at number three, Fields, Lance, and Jones, Jones might be the most pro-ready because he's just the distributor of the football. But he also has the least upside of the of the three. So you don't move up like that unless you're swinging for the fences. Yeah, let me let me just uh, the other name here is um, 
Chris Sims of NBC Sports. Correct. So this is crazy. I had no idea. Chris Sims is pushing Mac Jones. Okay. Mac Jones. Hey, he's the guy. He's the guy that Kyle Shanahan wants. You're like, what the hell is Chris? Is he just trying to say this to break through and become famous? Like what's Chris Sims doing? This is what Chris Sims is doing. He was the quarterback of the Texas Longhorns. One of the wide receivers on that Texas team that Chris Sims was throwing to, his name was Kyle Shanahan, who is currently the coach of the 49ers. Apparently, they struck up some bromance, and they're buddies. They're super tight. How tight are they? There's a story in a credible outlet, I think the San Jose Mercury News, that Chris Sims and Kyle Shanahan got each other's initials tattooed on their body, on like their ankle or something. Now, I'm not going to pass judgment on that whatevs. Chris Sims has another man's initials tattooed on his body. They've got to be tight. They're boys. Okay? I believe this Mac Jones stuff is total misdirection from a friend helping out his old his old teammate. And there was just, I will be, I don't know what I'll do. I'll, I'll be floored if Mac Jones is the pick at three. Now, we got a lot of time to go over this, but I, I just, I, I'm, I'm interested in the draft. The 49ers basically saying no to Jimmy G. I mean, Rob, we'll do this probably later in the week after the NCAA tournament um, breaks, you know, breaks up after the Elite Eight. But Jimmy G, if he were to hit the market, Denver, Carolina, if they say well, we're not waiting on Watson. And then, of course, the New England Patriots. So it's definitely a buyer's market for Jimmy G. But then you say, well, Jay, what about your guy Sam Darnold? Are the Jets going to end up trading him? And I know that people are going to say this, like, well, Jay, what if the Jets held on to Darnold to see what quarterbacks are open next year and then traded him? And I'm like, I don't think you want to start the season. You can't hold on to Sam Darnold. You've got a new regime. The GM's not tied to Darnold. He didn't draft him. You don't want a scenario where Zach Wilson's hurt, Darnold starts, and the Jets win a bunch of games and are suddenly dangerous. And then you've got like, a, oh, what do we do at quarterback? And you got to end up paying Sam Darnold. Like, no, you've got to get him out. So, unfortunately for the Jets right now, not dealing Darnold yet has really dried up the market on him. I, I would guess Houston as a potential landing spot, but I don't see them trading for him with Deshaun Watson still on the roster, right? So, I, anyways, all right. Um. Any uh, any final thoughts on that on, on Jimmy Garoppolo, Rob G? Uh, well, I don't like him in in Carolina. I think that it would it have to be Denver or the Patriots. That's number one. Number two, I was with everything that you said that entire rant about this whole trade, other than Chris Sims is putting out a spin zone to get people to think that he's taking Mac Jones at number three, Kyle Shanahan, when. It's pretty open secret that the draft doesn't start until number three. So I don't know who he's trying to drum up interest around when it's not like, oh, well, maybe that's so-and-so fair. will fall to us. That That's the confusing part. Uh, well, yeah, that's possibly fair. Um, <laughs> I, I guess the other thing would be how much do, do other teams like Mac Jones? Now, listen, he was throwing a two first-round picks. He had like two offensive linemen who were All-Americans. He had the best running back in the country in Najee Harris, no disrespect to ETN at Clemson. But like that was a loaded Alabama team in a COVID year where uh, there were not a lot of games. Like they were by far the best. Like 
I mean, Mac Jones, remember, he couldn't beat out Jalen Hurts. He couldn't beat out Tua. Like, I don't know. At any rate. Um, all right, let's quickly get to Sweet 16. I don't have any big, big takeaways. The game's largely sucked. Um, I mean, you know, you look at the scores, and it was like just beat down after beat down in the Sweet 16. The most depressing part for me is that the games were not even really competitive. Like, in the second half, you only had... I think I'm looking at three games here. Three games in the second half were close in the Sweet 16. That's it. Creighton-Gonzaga was nothing. Michigan State-Florida State was... Michigan-Florida State was nothing. UCLA-Bama was a really good game. USC-Oregon never was close in the second half. And then on Saturday's games, it was like Oregon State-Loyola was just awful. Every time I looked, and I didn't look too much, it was a crap game. Villanova-Baylor was... That was interesting in the second half. Arkansas-Oral Roberts was really good. And then Syracuse-Houston was terrible. So the games stink, and that, as we said, is the drawback when you have all these upsets. Now, I'm not going to go over a lot of them. I, 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 I don't, I'm not going to rehash what happened Saturday and Sunday um, when we've got games Monday. So let's quickly get to tonight's games. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey! 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. First up, Oregon State, Houston. The number one thing I bet on this game instantly was the under. Under 129 and a half. It's going to be cratering. By the way, unders in the Sweet 16 started out 6-0. and I stopped tracking them after that. There were only eight games. So I don't, for, uh, first half unders, sorry, were 6-0. and And full game unders were 6-0 and to start the Sweet 16. These are two of the slowest teams in the country. This game's going to probably be ugly. And... Oregon State's been held under 66 times this year. Houston, I like, but it's tough for me to say like, hey, this is a a buy on Houston. With a low total and a spread of 7.5, Oregon State's only here because nobody can make threes against them. And I don't know if it's their defense or just missing threes. Problem is, Houston, not a great three-point shooting team. I I, I would take Houston, but I'm not going to bet them. I did bet the under 129.5. Now, the second game, Arkansas-Baylor, that should be fun. I'll say this. I'm not going to go all Todd Furman. Uh, He's a friend, so I'm not bashing him. He went after Musselman, the Arkansas coach, ahead of the game against Chris Beard and Texas Tech when Musselman uh, won the game. And Furman got crushed. And listen, hey, when you you put yourself out there, it happens. I like Baylor here. I like him a lot. Um, When you get two similar teams, run and jump, um, super athleticism all over the court, I'm going to go with the team with the better at everything. They're better at defense, Baylor. Baylor's better at offense. Baylor's better at three-point shooting. I, I like Baylor's guards better. Arkansas is a young team. The best player on the court may be the kid Moody at Arkansas. He could be a top 10 pick, but he hasn't really played like one. He defers a lot, as some of these freshmen do, a.k.a. Scotty Barnes, who killed me this tournament. Florida State, oh my gosh, it's brutal. Um, Arkansas is too young. They have two freshman starters. Baylor's defense is filthy, and they showed they can play a half-court game against Villanova when they were trailing, and it was the in-game bet of the weekend. Villanova leading Baylor. Baylor getting points. I hope you load it up. I like Baylor here favored by seven and a half. I'll tell you this. Arkansas is prone to slow starts as we've seen throughout the tournament and against Oral Roberts. So you kind of have to bet this pre-flop because after that, they're going to be leading early. Like they just, Arkansas is not good at starting. Now they do make comebacks. So, um, I think Baylor can cover the number here. That's my bet. I got Baylor and I got the under. Um, We'll save Tuesday night's games, which are amazing for tomorrow's podcast. They are, by the way, USC Gonzaga. I can't, I'll I'll just say this. Gonzaga favored by nine is, I'm stunned. That is way too high. Have not looked at the Ken Palm number yet. I don't see a number as we record this on UCLA, Michigan. That should be a game. Those are, I mean, that's going to be a good game. I just, I like the tournament. My last critique, Rob G, before we go. 
Traditionally, the Sweet 16 is played Thursday night and Friday night. Four games. They overlap. So you have two TVs set up and you're watching both games. If one game sucks, you just watch the other game. This year, they changed it because they want all island games. Folks and CBS executives, if you're listening, it is an extremely tough sell to expect people to consume the first four days of the tournament. I do it all the time. I do it every year. And then ask your family and friends a second straight weekend where, oh, I'm just going to stay in and watch college basketball. That's tough, man. So I ended up on the beach Sunday watching games from my phone. And Saturday, you know, we're doing pickup basketball with my kids. And I'm hanging out with the fam. And it's just a tough sell. And four straight island games on Saturday, when you have these upsets, the island games sucked. They weren't super competitive. I mean, the first two games were awful. I'm sorry, the first game was awful. Oregon State... um, Loyola, just a bad game. Nobody could score. Uh, Villanova offensively challenged. Fortunately, Oral Roberts, Arkansas was really, really good. And then Syracuse Houston, we said it. It just wasn't a good game. It's not easy on the eyes. Look at that. Three games where somebody scored in the 50s. And you get all the commercial breaks. And all the misses. Like, no. You got to go back to the double up. And also at night when the kids are in bed. you know. And I, and I get it. I know. I'm in Los Angeles. Jason, you you're being insufferable. I'm sorry. I'll go out on that note. I didn't. I love the tournament. I like what they tweaked on the first um, first weekend, pushing it to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I really like that because that Monday felt like awesome, and the week felt super short. So I'm gonna wrap up on that. Rob G, any final thoughts? NCAA tournament? Did you even watch? Of course I did. Come on, okay, you're almost big college just basketball guy. No, actually, I was at a, a pool party <laughs> celebrating my wife's birthday on Sunday. And Look we had you. the uh, UCLA game going on in the background, which was nice. So it was a nice 80-some degrees in the uh, party, Los though. Angeles watching the game. It was great. Yeah, I mean, beautiful weather. By the way, celebrity sighting. So we order pizza to the beach. And I have to come off the beach to pick it up from the pizza guy. And I'm sitting there at the corner watching the game on my phone. And I look up and I see Jared Goff biking by me. He bought a house kind of near us at the in the beach. And then... I really recognize him because of his girlfriend, who's this Instagram model who, it's, I mean, listen, you guys can look her up. I mean, you know, she's a model, whatever. But she's like in full-on makeup. And she's, I mean, everybody's, she's bike, she, she had like stopped, they stopped across the street. And she, so she stops her bike and everybody, there's crowds going to the beach. It's just like, whoa. You know, she's very obvious looking like, oh my gosh. And um, that was my celebrity sighting in L.A. over the weekend. Yeah, can we just get out of here on this before you wrap it up? You know, America, Jason likes to say, oh, I'm not a rich guy. You know, I'm a regular I'm not, man. I'm not, trust but, me. But, you know, I'm in not. the last two weeks now, he's mentioned a $10,000 bet that he made on with a bunch of celebrities. Listen, we got to stop talking about that because, uh, <laughs> anyways. In anyways. the Calcutta League, he mentions, oh, I'm neighbors, you know, formerly with Danny Green and now Jared Goff. And uh, right. what was the third one? Um Oh, I, I saw a, a comedy special with Bill Burr and David Spade. You know, David Spade was whatever. I wasn't too impressed. You know, there's people who save up to go see David Spade, and you're like, nah, he's whatever. I'm good. Uh, okay. Uh, I will dial it down. Uh, I'll just say, we are renters in LA, okay? We, 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 don't, we didn't buy some $5 million house, okay? That's just not the deal. However, thank everybody for listening. This got really long, but a lot of sports news. It's only going to get better, folks. Keep it locked. Talk to you tomorrow.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.